You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 71, featuring special guest Megan Nicole Ross, actress and founder of the fashion blog, Your Darling Style. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Vera, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, The Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Did y'all know that Actor Aesthetic has an online store? Yeah, you heard me right. You can now search through the Actor Aesthetic shop to find downloadable cover letter samples, resume templates, audition journal spreadsheets, and hundreds of audition song suggestions categorized by voice type and genre. Level up your audition game and go to actoraesthetic.com shop. Hey friends, it's Maggie here, and I am so excited for you to listen in on another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. This week features Megan Nicole Ross. Megan is an actor entrepreneur based out of Long Island, New York City. As an actress, Megan performed off-Broadway in Peace, Love, and Cupcakes the Musical with Vital Theater Company, and regionally at Arts Center of Coastal Carolina, Gateway Playhouse, Woodstock Playhouse, the Palace Theater in New Hampshire, and the Angaman Theater. As a business owner and social media influencer, she is the creator of the fashion blog and shop, Your Darling Style. Find her on Instagram at Your Darling Style. Megan holds a BFA in musical theater from Long Island University. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. All right. Thanks, Megan, so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. I would love for you to start off, Megan, by telling us where you grew up and how you got involved in theater. Well, I actually grew up on the eastern end of Long Island. I think Hamptons, I am the last exit off of the expressway. So imagine commuting from there all the way to the city for auditions at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, how long does that take? What's, what's the average commute time? Oh, I actually would have to drive a half hour to the train station, and then I would mm-hmm. have about an hour and a half commute into the city. Wow. About a two hour. So I would leave like five o'clock in the morning most days. Um, and I would go in every single day. So I grew up on the eastern end of Long Island, literally have a horse farm across from us. And I went to a small little high school. Um, we actually used to be kindergarten to 12th grade. Wow. And I was the first in class to go into the new high school. It was, uh, you know, junior high and, mm-hmm. and high school combined. So we had a beautiful new theater and I grew up out there and actually started dancing first. So that's kind of how I started everything. I started when I was two and a half. My mom put me in a little tiny tots class and um, I just grew up dancing and I didn't really start theater until junior high school. Hmm. I didn't start till junior high school. So I did dance competition 
My mom is one of those dance moms who would travel all over. Yes, she was. My mom was too with my sister. Yeah. We know that life. <laughs> that dance mm-hmm. mom life. So you're, were you dancing a lot? I was dancing a lot. I would dance every single day after school. I was doing dance competitions. I would have several a month. And it was a lot. I loved it so much. I used to train at the Saskia Ballet School on mm-hmm. Long Island. And I was constantly, constantly dancing. I was known as the dancer. That was my title. So what was your first show that you ever did? So my first show... I actually, (laughs) they had auditions for South Pacific. Well, I auditioned and that was my first musical was South Pacific. I was dance captain and I, yeah, it was so much fun. I was in, I want to say eighth grade. So I got to do South Pacific and I was a nurse and it was amazing. And it was so strange to me because I remember doing that musical and saying to myself, wow, I really want to do this. It was in, I think it was in that moment that I knew I don't want to be just a dancer. I want to learn everything else. And I I actually did study voice. Um, I've been singing since I was five years old. I would sing and do piano lessons at the same time. And in that moment, I just knew that I was more than a dancer. Did you train anywhere specifically, like uh, in musical theater, before you went to college? Actually, after I had finished that musical, I actually mm-hmm. was recommended to go to the Gateway Playhouse. They actually have oh, an wow. acting school for children. So I actually started taking classes there in middle school, and I fell in love with it. I have to say, I definitely felt a little bit like an outsider because a lot of the children that have been training there, they've been there since they were five years old. A dancer walks in and I don't take classes there and I haven't really taken acting classes. So it was a great experience and I loved it. I really did. I, I loved it. It was hard for me, I will say, because I felt that I was in the category of dancer only. Gotcha. I was told all the time. You cannot go to college for theater. You're only a dancer. You will only ever be a dancer. I took that to heart and I actually went to college for dance. I went to Muhlenberg College for dance. Whoa. Yeah. And I actually only completed my freshman year there. I ended up getting mono and I had transferred home. I was always wondering to myself, why did I, why did this happen to me? I loved it. I loved the people. Muhlenberg College, they have a great dance program. I loved it so much. And I remember talking to Michael Baker, who actually is the casting director uh, for The Gateway. And he was my teacher at Gateway Playhouse. Mm -hmm. He actually studied at Long Island University on Long Island. So I still was feeling very sick from the mono, but I knew I wanted to go back to school. Going back to Muhlenberg was just out of the question for me. It was too far. It was five hours. And I just didn't feel that I was ready to go back. Mm -hmm. So Michael had said to me, you should audition for the BFA theater program at Long Island University. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I ended up auditioning and Maggie, I fell in love with the (laughs) Of course you did. And it was so crazy to me because I never pictured myself getting a BFA in theater. I was always told I wasn't, I couldn't do it. You're only a dancer. You'll never be able to sing. You won't be able to do all three. And it was hard because I took that to heart. So I said, well, then I have to go for a BA in dance. 
So I went to Long Island University and they really transformed me into the performer I am. They embedded it into my mind and my heart that I am enough. I have a beautiful voice and I can do all three if I really want it. And they pushed me and pushed me. Curious, did any of your credits um, from Muhlenberg transfer over or did you end up doing another four years at Long Island? Because I took so many dance classes, they did transfer. I ended up finishing on time. I mean, I was able to walk at graduation with everyone, but I had to finish a few of my general classes in fall of 2014. Yeah. So I ended up finishing everything. I just had to work really hard and kind of double up on needed to. But since it was a BFA, I didn't need as many of the general, you know, required classes. So it worked out for me and they, they made it work. Um, they really helped me to graduate on time. I'm so glad that, that somehow you found that program and that, it, I mean, I always believe that everything is meant to be and that, yeah, what's meant to happen for you will happen. There's a reason why you got sick at the end of your time at Muhlenberg. There's a reason, um, even if you don't see it in the moment. Uh, so I'm so glad that that worked out for you. My next question would be, um, you know, it's interesting because I ask a lot of people because they don't grow up near New York. Where do you go after graduation? I imagine because you went to school in Long Island, you were from Long Island, you stayed in Long Island, correct? Actually, when I was still in school, uh, because I was closer to the city, so the campus is actually located in Nassau County, which was about like a 40-minute train ride into Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. So I actually was auditioning in college. I had the opportunity. I was always like sneaking. Don't tell my professor. <laughs> I would be sick and actually be at a callback for a tour or something like that. <laughs> I wanted to experience it. I wanted to, totally. Yeah, I wanted to know what it was like before I just kind of jumped in to it cold, you know. So I, I I ended up coming back to Long Island. It's just home to me. I'm such a country gal. I love it. I am. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am, and it gives me a little bit of peace too. I feel this that I can leave a crazy New York City audition day and come back to my quiet, serene space and just kind of rest there. I love that. Okay, so you you graduated 2013 finished up classes, you went back home, then what? So I went back home and I just started auditioning. I had auditioned for a summer stock program. This is my last semester of college. So we had just a showcase. We had finished, yeah, showcase and everything. And I auditioned for the Woodstock Playhouse. They actually came to our campus and a local audition, mm -hmm. even though they're located upstate. Oh, that's great. And I remember auditioning for Fiddler on the Roof, and they had me read sides for Hava. Now, I had never played a role before, mm -hmm. so this was kind of big for me. I, I said to myself, are you sure? And I remember getting the call about two weeks later, hey, we just wanted to let you know that we would love to have you as Hava. I remember crying. Because no one had given me the opportunity. And I was capable of doing mm -hmm. it. I could do it. It's just nobody mm -hmm. wanted to give me the chance. So since I didn't have the credits, people come from high school, they, they play all these leading roles. I was a dancer first and did dance captain and ensemble. But this is something that I really wanted to do. So Woodstock had given me the opportunity. 
to do their summer season. So I ended up going right into summer stock. You grew up as a dancer. You were told you'd be a dancer. You were told to to not even pursue musical theater, to pursue dance. When you were offered Hava, when you were offered a leading role in a musical, how did you approach it? You know what? I did feel ready for it because of my professors. They were very encouraging. They helped guide me through this. And they actually came to see me in the show. They are the most supportive human beings I have ever met. And because of that program, and because it pushed me beyond my limits and beyond my what I perceived my expectation was, I was ready for anything. I was ready to jump into it. And And building that relationship with Woodstock eventually led me to my dream role because they believed in me. You actually saw me. I did. You were so great. You guys, she's an actual Disney princess. Even looking at her right now, I'm like, and she's, it's really Belle in front of me. Yeah, it was so lovely. And I I love that now knowing your story of how you grew up and, and, and knowing now about like, about dance and musical theater, like that's very, very inspiring to hear. That's a really inspiring story. And I, I mean, a lot of it does come from the fact that like getting that training really propelled you to believe in yourself because a lot of times it takes like just one person to say, no, you can do this. That was my professor, Maria Porter. She really pushed me to an extent, like like the point that I didn't even think I could get there. She prepared me and she has turned me into the individual I am today. I think that's why I pursued other things in my life because of this program and because of the way that they, you know, believed in me and encouraged me. And, and then Woodstock believed in me and having another support system and them giving me the chance. So that was, I was going to ask you, my next question was, what was your favorite production that you've ever been a part of? I feel like I know the answer. We all know that <laughs> Belle and Beauty and the Beast is where Belle has always been special to me. The little fun fact. The movie actually was released on my real birthday. The year, the day, everything. So Belle, people call me Belle. It's just my thing. <laughs> I have to say my other favorite production was Evita at Art Center. That was a lot of fun. I was the mistress in Evita and I loved working there. Talk about working in paradise. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish. It's a dream to work there. So it's on, is it like right near the water? It is very close. You can walk through a pathway to get to the beach. So you're in Hilton Head <gasps> Island. So on my days off, I was lounging at the West End Resort. They knew me. They would bring me lunch by the pool. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you were a celebrity. I was living like a celebrity. I just loved that musical. Evita is one of my favorite shows. and always dreamt of doing. That was a kind of another surprise for me um, able to play mistress and she sings another suitcase in another hall. And yes, that was a lot of fun. And it really, that was like another step to my career that I felt really prepared me to feel more confident and say to myself, you're a triple threat. You are a singer, you are a dancer, and you are an actress. So I really took myself seriously at that point. And now I when people ask me, what are you? I say singer, dancer, and actress. When I used to just say dancer. Yeah, so that it's crazy how everything kind of fell into place. And I feel like in my career, everything truly happened for a reason and really propelled me to the next thing. 
a lot of my followers ask this, so I'm going to ask this of you, but do you have an agent? And if so, how did you get them? I actually was the only one in my senior showcase that did not get a callback for an agency. I didn't request. I actually had two meetings. I'm sorry. I had two meetings, but it wasn't for any, any of the agencies I had dreamt of. And that was okay. It, it was okay. I was okay with it. Um, I just worked really hard. I would train in the city and I was there for an audition actually. And I remember I was waiting all day to be seen. And upstairs in Ripley, there was an open, actually there were appointments for across the board talent agency. Okay. Myself, oh, well, I didn't submit for an appointment, so there's no way that they're going to see me. So I had walked upstairs and I'm, I'm all dressed. I think, I can't remember what I was auditioning for, but I had on my white dress, my hair was all curled. I was mm -hmm. ready. The agent was in the hallway and he said, you come with me, <gasps> grabbed me pulled me into the room and said, sing something from your book. And I said to myself, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I ended up seeing, I want to say, I think I sang a change in me. I yeah, don't yeah. remember, but I think I did. Boy, was that a change in me because <laughs> I signed with the agency that night, Maggie. Oh. <laughs> this is my second, uh, first year out of school. A true testament to being in the right place at the right time and also being smart and persistent. So you like kept your eyes open. You knew you were going to your audition and that was your main focus, but you saw, you sought them out and you went upstairs and you said, why not? It was just a freak thing. I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And I also feel like I don't take myself too seriously. You know what I mean? I walk in with an open mind and I'm pretty calm. And I just say, whatever's meant to be will happen. And I'm led to where I'm supposed to be. So yeah crazy. And then I, I actually, my last contract that I finished last year was Beauty and the Beast, Understudying Belle at the Gateway, where I grew up. Talk about full circle. Wow. So now I would love to switch gears for a hot sec. I would love to talk about your darling style. Uh, I have been a massive fan of everything that you do, Megan. Like, so if you guys don't know, like I met Megan over the summer when she did Beauty and the Beast. She was incredible. But as I started to follow her, I noticed that she also was the creator owner and she ran the blog called Your Darling Style. And she was one of the first people to ever give me advice about how to blog, how like what exactly to do, how to gain more followers, how to put yourself out there. So I will forever, you know, have so much respect for you in that way. First of all, tell us about your backstory for Your Darling Style. When and why did you first create it? Sure. So first off, I just want to say how proud of you I am. <laughs> I remember the first day you had started your blog and I remember- I like five followers. Yeah. And you have <laughs> blossomed and you have grown into this remarkable young woman and you are inspiring so many young actors and actresses and you should be so proud of Aww. the platform that you've created so I want to first say that I am so proud of you and to call oh, thank you a friend you, Megan. Yeah, of course so your darling style started <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back I started it in 2015 okay in the holding rooms for all these auditions. It's funny because other actors would come up to me and say, where did you get your shoots? Where did right. you get your dress? 
where did you get this? Where did you get that? And I was like, so overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I need to create a space where people can just shop my looks. There you go. And I said, I'm going to start a blog. So I actually was in callbacks for a beauty and the beast at North shore. And I had my neck really badly. So I could not attend to the callback. I remember being so frustrated, so upset. I was devastated. I really wanted to go. So I sat in my parents' house and I said, you know what? I'm going to take this negativity and I'm going to turn this into a positive thing. And I'm going to start a blog. I stayed up all night, Maggie, <laughs> all night. And I had launched your darling style the next morning. Okay. And I would just sit in the holding rooms. I would, you know, link outfits. And I had maybe like 600 followers. We're talking six months to seven months later, maybe eight months. I had 10,000 followers. I think to myself, whoa, hold on. Whoa, whoa. People started reaching out to me. Brands were reaching out to me. I was getting collaborations and left and right. And I started doing try-on hauls where basically you try on clothing that a brand provides you with. And this was all, you know, exchange. So they would give me clothes and in exchange for getting the clothes, new audition dresses might I add. I would. (laughs) It was a great, great plus, especially after salary. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So I was doing, you know, exchange posts and, and posting on my page. And I'll never forget, I got my first paid campaign offer. And Hmm. I was pretty shocked. I said, wow, I guess people actually make a living off of this. So I was blogging throughout contracts. I was doing it, you know, anytime I would come home and visit from a contract, my mom takes all my photos. So my mom, my photographer, Hmm. she has been working with me since I started the blog. And we would take about like 20 outfit pictures. 20 outfits, I would set it up so when I would go back on contract, I would have enough post to get me through the contract. Smart. Yeah. So I was just blogging, 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 blogging away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fuel my heart and my mind with something else that ins- with something else, totally. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, especially in this business, to find something else that you're passionate about and find something else that you truly love, or you will go insane. <laughs> you certainly will. Sometimes I find myself going insane. I'm like, wow, I really do think about theater all day. <laughs> it just, it got me in a place where I didn't feel healthy. I was crazed about yeah. looking, I guess when audition update was a thing, I don't think it really is anymore. Yeah, I would be looking on there. Oh, someone got a callback, or I didn't get a yeah. final callback for Bring It On, or I didn't get the worst second. <laughs> and I would be so upset. And I remember rolling back, and I was, it was making me crazy. So I wanted to find something else that could distract me so that I could unplug from theater. That way, when I return to auditions, or I just have like a clear and fresh mind. So I've always loved fashion. I have. Anyone who knows me knows that I am obsessed with fashion. I love clothing. I love creating content. I love creating visual design and graphic design and and things like that. So it just, it started as a hobby. I was sitting in holding rooms, you know, just linking outfits and editing photos. And it was a good way to pass time. And then when I started getting these actual offers, I knew and said to myself, wow, this this is a full-time job. So I actually took it on full-time, I would say last year. 
So it's been a crazy journey. I absolutely love it. And if you are persistent and if you're passionate about something and you want to start that business, I always support people and I always say, do it. It's not going to happen right away. Yeah. Amen. It will not happen right away. But you have to put the work into it and you can do it. I, I, I love what I do. I'm now traveling. I'm yeah. traveling to um, Punta Cana, actually. I'm blogging, modeling, which is crazy. I just signed with an agency, actually. Yes, tell us about that. So I saw you signed a big contract, yes? I did. I actually just, it's crazy because I feel like I have so many different agents now and it gets a little crazy. It is a little crazy. A little crazy, but I actually signed um, as a blogger and influencer mm-hmm. with ED Talent. Mm. And uh, sorry, CEG, I'm getting confused with my. <laughs> and they uh, sign like JoJo Fletcher and yeah. um, a lot of the big time bloggers and YouTubers. And I was pretty shocked. They actually reached out to me personally mm. and uh, had a couple of meetings with them. And it just clicked. It just it took off, and you know we felt like we would be a great partnership. And I started working with them, and now they're going to be managing that career for me because mm. it has become into, it was got to a point where I just couldn't handle all of the contracts and, right. and with the brands. It was too much for me. So right. I was looking for representation. So is it similar? How are they, how are they similar and different to like an agent in the theater industry? So very similar, yeah. very similar. So basically they will pitch me. So as your agent would pitch yeah. me to a director, they pitch me to a brand. And if the brand wants to you know, make a deal or offer a contract, they will, you know, offer it to my agent and then he'll kind of negotiate from there. And that's just kind of how it works. He also will get me in the door and, and get me meetings with brands and, and just like theater. If you want to get in the room for say Hamilton. So, you know, your agent will do everything he can to pitch you to the casting directors and get you in the room. So it's the same same kind of thing. Like my end goal for the blog is I want to come out with a line for Nordstrom or for a huge department. So what they're going to help me do is they're going to help get me the meetings with the designers and the brand so that I can launch my own collaboration collection or something wow. like that. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new journey. I think it's definitely going to be a lot for me to balance the theater. And cause this is pretty much another full-time career. It's going to be a lot, but it's doable because I can take it with me and work from wherever. Similarly, I love having my own blog as well because, and only recently, only within the past year have I started to actually make a significant amount of income. Now that I'm selling products and courses and coaching, it's become something that I can do in addition to acting and it's never quite gotten in the way, if that makes sense. So. I'm sure you agree that it's actually quite easy to balance your own job where you're setting the hours in addition to auditioning and performing. Would you agree? I agree 100% because it's so similar that you have to be creative and kind of use that creative side of your brain, but you are your own boss. So, say you are in a callback and you can't get to work. You make your own schedule. So for me, I just kind of bring my laptop anywhere. And if I had to go away on a contract, I would make it work. If I had to do a photo shoot ahead of time, before I left for Hilton Head Island, my mom and I shot 45 outfits. 
Were you guys just like, I can just picture you two just like driving in her car. We have outfits in the back of her car. She has a big truck and I'm like changing. She puts up like these shades in the window so people can't see in. It's just so funny. Like you have to be there to witness it because it's the craziest thing. We look insane. She's gotten really good at it though. She's a great photographer. Really good now. She, I remember her first photo she took of me in our backyard. She, she has come a long way. So mom, if you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> but um, sometimes she just knows the right angles. And like, I'll shoot with the photographer. I'll get the photos back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want my mom. You're like, I need my mom. I need my mom. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, but you can definitely manage both 100%. I mean, it is so doable. If there is something that is on your heart and something that you really want to do, I say go for it. Because now I can live the life of an actress and not worry about financial things. I mean, blogging isn't consistent. It's going to be a different amount of income every month. It just depends on, Mm -hmm. you know, affiliate links and how much I make through that. So I know what you're talking about when you say affiliate links and stuff, but can you explain, because I'm sure this actually might be, this was something that was very brand new to me when I was first learning about blogging. Can you explain like the different ways that you get income from your blog, like affiliate marketing and um, sponsorships, stuff like that? I work with a company called Like to Know It. And if you don't know what Like to Know It is, it's basically an app. It's a free app for people to use. If you see an outfit that you like, an outfit that I'm wearing on my Instagram feed, all you have to do is screenshot the picture. You screenshot the picture and then it goes through the app automatically. They open up their app and you'll see my screenshot in your likes or in your screenshot saves, I guess. And you click on each piece of clothing. So say you like the shirt that I'm wearing, you click on the shirt, it will go through the link and I make commission if they purchase it. Now, the good thing about that is that anything I sell through the Like to Know It app, they can just click my link and buy something completely different. And you still get commission. So I see the craziest step if people use my Amazon link. It's so (laughs) funny. I see them interesting (laughs) purchases, but Um, It's great. (laughs) I would say that's my biggest source of income for the blog because so many Mm -hmm. people use that app now. And especially, you know, young women, if they're looking for like exact outfits, I try to link everything, which is very time consuming, but worth it because, you know, that's where your income is coming from. So that's one of the main sources of income. And then for sponsorships. So that's a catch. Some brands are really going to try to take advantage of you. They're going to try to take advantage of you. They're going to want to just give you, you know, clothing or whatever you do. If it's uh, fitness or nutrition, they'll try to give you supplements and things like that. And in exchange, you get free product for, um, you take the picture and then you get free product. Well, once I created, I created a media kit, which basically has all of my rates and how much I charge for two posts, uh, stories, a try on haul and things like that. And I started sending that out to brands and then seeing the offers that I would get back. I was actually surprising myself because I was getting offered more. I've been working in that way. Um, I've been working in paid, you know, collaborations now, I would say for a year, a little over a year, with some of my dream brands. And um, I pitched some of, you know, myself to some of the brands and then some of the brands actually reached out to me. Um, or it would be like through a PR agency. So there's like a couple platforms that bloggers use. One of the good ones is obviously 
obviously is one of the good platforms. So you can pretty much promote skincare, beauty, and um, they pretty much just pay you directly through PayPal uh, after you complete the campaign. And it was a great way for me to just make some extra money. But I would say the biggest for me is like to know it. Yeah. And there are, listen, there, I always say that, you know, it's really important if you do have a passion for something like this and you have the, all you also have not only the creative mindset for it, but the business mindset behind it, you got to go for it. Because also with the internet and with apps on our phones, I mean, it's, it's become more accessible than ever to be able to do this kind of stuff. If you have the passion and the creativity and the business mind for it. That being said, I find that, I don't know if you agree, but I find that there are very significant pros and cons to having your own business. Pros being, you know, you make your own hours, you can wake up to money because this happens once in a while where someone had bought a course or something overnight. So I didn't even do anything. It's just like I woke up and someone bought the course, you know? Um, But then there are also the downsides, which are number one being the biggest, which is it takes a lot of manpower to do this um, all on your own. Yes. Yes. And I would say, you know, my mother actually does help me a lot. She took my little assistant. I'm actually going to be looking for an assistant soon. Um, that's just something I'm going to be ready for. I'm going to need um, like an intern or a personal assistant at some point um, just because it's getting to a point where I can't really do it all. But my and loved ones, they definitely help me as much as I can, as they can. And by that, I mean, you know, taking pictures or um, if I just need something shipped and, you know, my mom's going to the post office, she'll grab it for me just because it's, it's a lot of time. People think that I just stand there and take pictures, but what they don't realize, there's so much more. There's a lot of behind the scenes. There's business meetings, there's conference calls, there's emails. And no one told me when I first started my blog, no one told me that you would be your own graphic designer and marketing specialist and email copywriter and just crazy and own blogger and writer and researcher. I mean, endless. But it really makes you such a well-rounded person. Totally. It really... I feel like it brings this extra level to you when you walk into the room because now you're a business owner and now you have experience with other human beings and and other connections and interactions and um, life experiences. And it's definitely, like you said, sometimes you just wake up and there's money sitting there because I also own a boutique. Mm-hmm. I actually also own Shop Your Darling Style, which I mm-hmm. launched my own jewelry collection my own hair accessory collection, and I would love to do clothing soon, maybe. But um, so that's just another way of income. So you really have to use your creativity and your mind to think of like branch off. So I have your darling style. Now I need to branch off and think, how am I going to use my brand to make other sources of income? Just like you offer courses and things like that. You really used your brand and you're branding yourself. Like you need to brand yourself because that's so important and, and bring in as much opportunity as you can to find other ways to, you know, get that income. I know you're really passionate about your business currently. How has that affected going into the city and auditioning? How often are you auditioning now? Yes. So I actually took a year off from Mm -hmm. auditioning. So my last contract was Beauty and the Beast. I had finished the gateway and I actually got really sick with Lyme disease. So 
during that time, it was actually the hardest year of my entire life because if anybody knows me, they know I live in Pearl Studios. And I feel like I've missed so much in a year because it was like me studios now. And I'm like, what? Would this um and theater was my everyday life. It was I lived and breathed. I was in the city every day. It just was my routine. So having that taken away from me was so difficult because it was my everyday life. And I had to, at that time, focus on something else that brought me joy and something to do while healing and, you know, resting and, and between doctor appointments. So I continued blogging. And in that time, I truly think that I was meant to get Lyme disease and take a step back from theater so that I could focus on the blog and develop that and blossom it into what it is now yeah. so that I can now return to theater with the full-time business. Yeah, because it's not ironic. You did say that you had gotten pretty serious with your blog within this past year. So it's not ironic that that's the reason why. Oh, it's really not. And now that it's settled and it's in a place and now I have an agent and I have more time, now that I'm going to be returning back to auditions, mm -hmm. I'm actually spring. So now that I'm returning and coming back, it really is going to be great for me because I have an agency, everything's like falling into place mm. and I can just kind of mesh the two together. I remember before I, I guess before I did Beauty and the Beast at Gateway, mm -hmm. I was balancing New York Fashion Week with, oh my gosh. with so I actually <laughs> come in from Long Island to the city with a full like Lululemon bag filled with like high heels and like <laughs> my, my outfit for the event and I would go to an audition during the day pray that I wasn't going to sweat in the dance hall <laughs> I'd rent out a room Maggie in Ripley and get ready for my event in the room I would rent it for like a half hour and I would write it off for taxes I'd be like this is part of the business sorry <laughs> it is though it is <laughs> so and then I was like living this Hannah Montana life I was I was like audition actress by day and then blogger influencer by night it was like this wild life that I had lived but I'm excited to get back to that and especially now that the blog's even bigger I'm mm. so interested to see how I'm going to handle that because it's definitely going to be interesting it's gonna be a journey but I am so excited for you I mean just the yeah. opportunities that have been granted thus far I feel very blessed I yeah. have to say so thankful and I'm so grateful and truly um, because last year was so hard for me and it was the toughest year of my life you know I I did have to miss out on opportunities and I before I had got gotten sick I was getting invited into appointments that were huge for yeah. some really huge opportunities and to have to explain to my agents that I had to take a step back it was probably the hardest thing to do because I didn't want to be forgotten. You know, I had built these relationships with casting directors. And so I'm interested to go back now with kind of like a fresh heart, a clear mind and my brand and my blog. And I think I can now use my experiences in the room and, and use the confidence that I have gained over the year, because of course you're going to lose confidence if, you know, you get sick and you can't audition or just like if someone gets injured and they're out, you know, a certain amount of time, you kind of lose a little bit of yourself. You lose a little bit of your, of your passion and, and your heart. And so being able to find, you know, inspiration and, and love for something else um, during that time has really prepared me to return. And I'm excited. My last question to you is, 
what advice would you give young performers who want to pursue a career in this crazy business? I feel like I'm going to cry if I give this advice. <laughs> I just want to say if somebody is not encouraging you or if somebody's telling you that yeah. you are not enough, I am here to tell you, you are enough. I want you to say that in your mind every single day. You are enough as you are. You are your own person. You are going to have your own journey. And if you are rejected and if it doesn't happen for you right away, it's okay. And I hope that my experience and my journey is a testimony for you and encourages you to keep going because I started off as a nurse ensemble member in South Pacific. <laughs> okay. As member, a, a ensemble member in South Pacific to ending up understudying somebody who was a Broadway actress as Belle um, in Beauty and the Beast at a theater that I absolutely adore and playing numerous leading roles and things like that. So I just hope that's a testimony for you not to give up. I have faced a lot of struggle and a lot of disappointment with you know, things in my life regarding health and my own personal struggle. And it has really been difficult, but I hope this encourages you to keep going. Like just follow your heart. That's all I can say is you have to believe that you are enough because nobody is going to make you feel that way. You have to believe it yourself. And your story is so inspirational yeah. and also your outlook on oh. life and opportunity and the events that happen and, and how you manage all of this. I mean, truly inspirational. And I hope that as long as this episode touches at least one person, then, you know, we've done our job because you've, you've faced a lot in, in your life already. And you are what I would consider a very, very successful working actress and boss lady. So. Oh, thank you, Maggie. Yeah. Hats off to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. That was so lovely getting to talk to you. You're so welcome. Thank you, Maggie. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.